Well, it's always good to be with you, and I truly enjoy our time together each week as we celebrate the Holy Mass. And boy, has it been a crazy week. I tell you, it's been a crazy week. The energy level, people's energy levels of stress and anxiety are going out the roof this week. So one of the nice things that's important is to have during those kinds of craziness times that we have, that we know that we belong to a stable community. See, that's what we have here at St. Albert, a stable community that genuinely cares about each other. That's so important, so critical in a world that's just sort of topsy-turvy. Uh, if you noticed in the readings this evening, there was a lot of emphasis on the Word of God, and that was intentional. If you go back, through, it's been three years now, amazingly. September of 2019, Pope Francis declared that from henceforth, the third Sunday in ordinary time would be devoted to the study, the celebration, and the dissemination of the Word of God. And that's why when we go to the first reading today, in particular, it testifies to the extreme importance but not the the importance and also the power of God's word in our faith community. Now, here's what had happened. The temple, great temple of Solomon, had been reduced to rubble. I mean, this was the great temple of Solomon. And uh, so the people are allowed to come back after a period of being in captivity, captivity by the Babylonians, and they rebuild the temple. And now the temple is ready to be uh, dedicated as it rose from rock to rubble. But the, the people were sad. They were crying. Did you, did you hear, uh, did you hear Ezra say that a couple times? Don't cry. Don't cry. Well, what are they crying about? Well, they were crying because the, the temple that they built was like a miniature of Solomon's temple. And, uh, he said, don't cry. Instead, focus upon the one who's in the temple. Focus upon the word of the one, and that would be God himself. You know, the main, the main part of the temple has not left. Yeah, it's small. There's no doubt about it. But the, the main part of the temple has not left, which is God. And so he pulls them all together, and they re... Could you imagine saying to the church, church, we're going to come together for three days and read the first five books of the Bible. How would that go over? You know, might be a little hard, you know, particularly when you get into Numbers numbers and Leviticus and those kind of chapters. But that's what they did. And they did for three days. And guess what? The Word of God touched them in in a mighty way, it says. And there was great spiritual renewal that took place among the people. There's a, there's a pattern there. Think about it. Gather for the word. You interpret the word. You're inspired by the word. And then the word pre- creates spiritual renewal in the community. Actually, it takes place twice in the Old Testament. Can you believe that? Uh, another time, just flip through and you'll find it in, it's a time when the guy named Josiah, he was the new king. Uh, and here's the way it went in those days. This was before the Ezra and Nehemiah story. But uh, in those days, as went the spirituality of the king, so went the spirituality of the nation. That's the way it worked. And uh, if the king was, was big on God, the people would be. If he wasn't, people wouldn't be. 
and the two kings prior to Josiah, well, they weren't interested in God. And they had no interest in God's word. They had no interest in, interest in the temples. Matter of fact, and it says by the time that Josiah becomes the king, the temple is just, it's all falling apart. It's falling apart. It's been neglected, see. And so what he does is he brings them all together. He says, we're going to rebuild the temple. We're going to re, we're going to renovate it, you know. And that's what he does. And what does he do at the end? Well, it's time to dedicate it. So what do you do? He calls the people together. They read the word of God for several days. The people of God are inspired. And then they move towards spiritual renewal. Uh, It sounds similar, doesn't it, to the story that we heard today? Well, there's a pattern there, see? That's the dynamic power of God. See, it's God's word. It's God speaking. Not me speaking, it's God speaking. And that's, that's really important. I think they're on to something. So I want to offer a couple of practical insights this evening on how that we as a parish community can grow and can increase our love and our longing for the Word of God, not only as a community, but also as individuals. The first thing is we need to be attentive to the liturgy of the word. We need to have great attention during the liturgy of the word. The mass is uh, divided up into two parts. I bet you know what they are, don't you? Liturgy of the word and liturgy of the Eucharist. That's That sort of divides the mass up. That's the way it is. Well, the liturgy of the word is what we're engaged in right now, and it is considered by the church to be the primary way that we study God's word. This is the primary way that the church understands us coming together to study God's word because we hear the readings from the scriptures, we hear the responsorial psalm, there's the acclamation of the gospel, there's the homily, the profession of faith, and even the prayers of the faithful. So there's a lot. I like what the church said in one of the constitutions uh, that was created during Vatican II. It says that, The liturgy of the word has always, always venerated the divine scripture, just as the liturgy of the Eucharist venerates the body and blood of Jesus. Do you see the primacy? Do you see the importance of God's word? And of course, we know the Holy Eucharist. See, See, the church is always, always and always will. It will always regard the scriptures together with sacred tradition as the supreme rule of faith and it will ever do so it'll never stop doing that if it does it'll stop being the church and that's not going to happen so what you have to realize the church teaches us is that when the sacred scriptures are read from the ambo god himself himself speaks to his people and christ who is present in his own words proclaims the gospel. So this is the primary way that we as Catholics come to understand the word of God. Now, a couple things that we can do to enhance that. One of of the ways that we can show our attentiveness, our focus to God during the celebration of the mass is by using your missile. You know, there's missiles in in the pews there to take the missiles and to read it. I, I, I truly enjoy it when I see you all doing that. 
you know, and uh, there you are, you got your missile out, or some of you use your uh, iPhone application or whatever, but you're, you're reading, you're reading the Word of God, and that's, that's extremely important. And, and another thing that's really important if you want God to act in your life is not to look at the Scriptures as a history. You know, it's like a history book. It is a history book, but it's much more than that. What you have to do is make it, let, let the Word of God focus on your life. How does the Word of God penetrate into your life? Isn't that what Paul said? What did he say about the Word of God? He said this. He said the Word of God is living. It's not dead. It's not, you know, ink, black ink on paper. It's nothing like that. But it is fully capable, he says, fully capable of penetrating into the very marrow of your soul. I can't think of going any deeper than that. I mean, that pretty well goes to the core, the kernel, the essence of your being. And Paul says when it penetrates and we are open to it, it transforms us. You ever had the Word of God transform you? Well, I'm sure you have, of course. Of course, it transforms you inwardly and it transforms you outwardly. That's the power of God's Word, and that's one of the primary reasons why we need to make attendance of Mass a priority. The second thing is this. Participate in the faith formation opportunities of the parish. Now, here's a very important question. Paul raises it when he writes to the Romans. He says this. How can you know how to live if you don't know God's Word? That's a question he raises to them. How can you do that? Well, the answer is simple. You can't. You can't, you know? Uh, And it's particularly true today in our information society. We are bombarded with so much messaging, so much opinion, so many thoughts and things like that. And that's why it's super critical today, especially that we sift all of this messaging through our standard for living which is the Word of God. So the only way you can do that is if you know it, right? If you don't know it, you're not. what are you going to do? You're, you're just up for every whim that may come, that blows your way, that feels good, or whatever I want to do. No, you have to know it. You have to know it. And that's one of the reasons that uh, formation, lifelong formation is so important in the church. You know, we're here to help all of us to grow in our faith. So take advantage of the opportunities. There's many opportunities. And, you know, just in the last couple of years, we've added an online web portal called Form. It's a formed. It's a great, uh, great, and it's free. All you have to do is, is to uh, log into it. That's all you got to do. I love watching the movies on the Saints. That's one of, that's where I'm, really wanting to watch a movie, that's where I'll go. I'll go there and watch one of the saints and be inspired by that. But participate in the formation opportunities. And these opportunities cover a plethora of subjects and topics. Anything you can imagine about life and living in the church, well, that's where you'll find it. The third and final thing as we think about the importance and the primacy of God's Word in our life is to increase your personal study of God's Word. Now, 
there's people out there, uh, particularly they accuse Catholics of this. This is one of those Catholic accusations that you hear oftentimes. Uh, they say that the church doesn't encourage the parishioners to study God's word on a personal level. See, they, they keep it all to themselves and then they control the people. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. If you go into the Vatican II Council document on divine revelation, here's what you hear. The church earnestly and the church especially urges all the Christian faithful to learn by frequent reading of the divine scriptures. For as St. Jerome said, ignorance of the scriptures is ignorance of Christ. And how true that is. We have to study God's word personally. Uh, let me say this. If your only contact with God's word is what you receive at the Sunday mass, you run the risk of becoming spiritually, or not spiritually, but scripturally anemic. You become the, you run that risk of doing that. See, uh, albeit the readings, of course, that we read during the mass are tremendous. Uh, in relationship to the scriptures, they are very significant. That's for sure. But it's only a small portion. It's only a small portion. The readings that we read is only a small portion of the larger body of holy scriptures. And even if you come to mass every day and you get more of the readings, it's still a small portion of the larger body of the scriptures. See, the treasury of God's word is it's massive it's just absolutely massive and it is inspiring now being a being a lifelong student of god's word is something that i learned particularly through the lives of the saints the older saints especially uh if you read them it's amazing uh, their insights see they studied the scriptures they the scripture was their base for life. It was the base for living. It was the base for ministry and everything else. And their mastery of the scripture was prolific. It, it truly was. And it guided them in the understanding and the practice of their faith. And it touched thousands and thousands and thousands of people. See, that's what we're called to do. Know our faith. Study our faith. Live our faith and be inspired. Just like it's wonderful stuff. I like what was said in the psalm today. Listen to this. This doesn't inspire you. I don't know what will. The law of the Lord is perfect. Refreshing the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. Giving wisdom. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear. Enlightening the eye. The ordinances of the Lord are true. All of them just. O oh Lord, you are my rock. And you are my redeemer. Do you want some of that? Well, I do. I want all I can get of that. I mean, those are the things that really revive and renew and give you meaning and purpose in life and peace in the midst of so much chaos. Well, I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this evening. First of all, make it a priority. And I know you do. I'm preaching to the choir. Make it a priority to attend Mass every week. Uh, 
among all the many other things that take place during Mass. That's just one. In order to receive vital spiritual instruction on how to live. And the second thing is this. Commit yourself to being a greater student of the Word of God. God bless all of you.